Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Today we are focusing on the tragic and lucrative transatlantic slave trade that took place during the 16th to as recent as the 19th century. I am Abby Brindle and I will be talking you through the catastrophic events taking place during the trading of slaves in the transatlantic. To begin with, we should cover what the differences are between slavery, indentureship and unfree labour as it is important to understand what slavery is in order to understand the slave trade. Indentured servitude was immigrants paying off their debts for their immigration, often by working for a household or as a labourer. These servants were not paid but often clothed and fed and offered a place to stay. The main difference between indentured servants and slaves was that after indentured servants had worked off their debts, they regained their freedom, whereas slaves had no option and in most cases never regained freedom. Some slaves were also born into slavery and due to the harsh treatments, it was not uncommon for some mothers to euthanize their own children in order to save them from a life of slavery. This demonstrates just how horrific the slave trade really was. The transatlantic slave trade, also known as the Atlantic or Euro-American slave trade, involved the transportation of various enslaved African people, particularly the Americas, by slave traders. This specific slave trade is known for its use of the triangular trade route and its middle passage. You may be thinking, what differentiates this slave trade to other ones? Well, this specific case of the slave trade is named, to due, is named due to the location of it. And as you'd have guessed by now, that location is the Atlantic. It is by no means the only slave trade and there are numerous other cases, including the indigenous slave trade, which shares quite a few similarities to this one. What was the triangular trade? The triangular trade is used to describe the route slave traders sailed during the transatlantic trade. Europeans shipped both manufactured goods, including alcohol and weaponry to Africa in exchange for slaves. Whilst you are here to learn and collate information, I think it is important to understand the inhumanity these slaves suffered from. Slaves would be in exchange for items that generated incomes. They were bought with money and goods and this demonstrates the dehumanisation of the African slaves. They were purchased and sold the same way we purchase meaningless items today, except their lives never were and never will be meaningless. And it is in no way something that should be taken lightly. The dehumanisation of slaves furthers the tragic nature of these events. The second part of the triangular trade saw the African men, women and even children as young as five to the Americas to serve as slaves. On the third part of the trade, items such as sugar, rum, tobacco and most commonly known cotton were exported. These items had been produced by the African slaves as part of their labour as enslaved people. The Middle Passage was another part of the transatlantic slave trade that is now used as a term to describe the ordeals slaves endured on that voyage. The treatment of slaves on the ships were particularly horrific and some details are hard to take in. Slave traders chained the slaves together in holdings of the ships to ensure that they couldn't escape or jump overboard because that would mean loss of cargo and in turn loss of money for the slave traders. The degrading and beautiful Brutality the slaves endured on the, sh on the ship lasted anywhere between one to four months. 
due to the lack of food and water and the incredibly unsanitary conditions including being stripped of their clothing and forced to sleep amongst their own waste. Many died before reaching their final destination. Millions of slaves died on the Middle Passage. It was common for some ships to have more casualties than alive slaves by the end of the voyage. The historian Bernard describes the transatlantic slave trade as a profound tragedy, one of the worst and most sustained crimes committed in history. And I feel this quote defines the trade in a concise and distinguishing way. Why were Africans targeted for this slave trade? After the first slaves were shipped from Africa, not to the New World, but to Europe, the initial groups adapted to European lifestyle and language, and at this time, being the 15th century, the slaves were quite similar to the European labouring poor in terms of the treatment of them. Due to the Africans' quick adaptation to Europe, this was already seen as a strength for them, and one of the many reasons they were targeted as slaves. Africans also seemingly had better immunity to European illnesses which made them more attractive to slave traders as this would be a good trait for labourers to have. The main reason is probably the most expected one. Africans were cheap and in this case they were cheaper than the impoverished Europeans as the price of European slaves was rising. There was many racial stereotypes against black Africans that fed into the ideology of them being slaves. Stereotypes such as them being cannibals, animals and bestial people, making the idea of them being slaves more logical to traders. There was also the factor that Europeans had a shorter life expectancy. It also became a common belief that those with black skin were destined to be slaves. James Woven states that to be black was to be a slave, showcasing the ideologies of these times. There was an early association in the African Atlantic of Africans with livestock again dehumanising them. All in all, there were multiple reasons Africans were targeted as slaves. They were cheap, strong, resilient to disease and seen as less than human, a slave trader's ideal target. Now, what were women's roles in slavery? Whilst men were known for being the hard labourers, women were also using the transatlantic slave trade in numerous ways. A Jamaican plantation owner, Matthew Lewis, stated, I really believe that the Negresses can produce children at pleasure. This quote demonstrates the ideas about slave women as objects of sex or reproduction. The same plantation owner awarded his female slaves a golden or silver medallion on production of a healthy child, women being the breeders of a new generation of slaves with plantation owners herself. The female slaves basically reproduced merchandise for their slave owners. Women were also subject to sexual assault and attacks from members of on-deck crew and even more so at the plantations. Let's talk demographics. Men outnumbered women in terms of slaves in the transatlantic trade by almost two to one. There was significantly more men than women transported and in one case there was 179 males to 100 females. I'm sure you are wondering why this was the case. The focus on hard labour during the transatlantic trade led to a preference for male physiques. Ship's captains were ordered to buy as many male slaves as possible to be aboard the ship. Women's slaves were popular in other slave trades, including the continental African slave trade, to be both domestic and sex slaves. 
Women may not have been desirable workers, but they were wanted as an outlet for male sexual frustrations from the late 17th century, and then further as childbearers from the mid 18th century. The lowering standards of hygiene on the ships and the lack of humanity towards the slaves is demonstrated with the ship the Edgar. In January 1681, the ship the Edgar arrived off the Gold Coast with a capacity of 320 slaves. In March, the numbers were 101 and then later in April, the numbers sparked and skyrocketed from 101 to 243. This only worsened the conditions on the ships. Every new delivery of captives added to the effluisha of sweat, vomit, urine and excrement that painted the decks where the captives lay. Each new body required space where now none was to be had. Some important facts to remember and consider. The average amount of slaves purchased per sale was nine. It was unlikely that more than four to six people from the same slave ship of hundreds of people would be on the same plantation. It would take around three to four years for slaves to acclimate to their new surroundings, including learning a new language. In 1636, the governor of Barbados stated, Negroes that come here to be sold serve for life. And in 1662, the Virginia Act was passed, declaring children born of slave women were slaves themselves. The transatlantic slave trade continued on until slavery was abolished on January 1st, 1808 by King George III, who signed the new law abolishing slavery. Some forms of slavery continued on illegally for the next century, and some cases of modern slavery still commence today. It is really important to have awareness of these horrible events and to understand them. To have knowledge of these historical events is cardinal, especially for young people today, to continue to spread awareness and appreciation for the history that shapes the world today.